Raisin Man Arena. Good morning, Raisin Nation. It's Wednesday, December 8th. Oh, this is going to distract me. 8.15 a.m. Mm. And we are coming to you live from beautiful Brooklyn, New York. <clears throat> Greatest city on earth. Mm. Good morning, Raisin Nation. It's Christmas time, and we're here with <coughs> uh, deals for dads and ideas for gifts for everyone in your family. Oh, that would help me. That would be helpful. That would be helpful. Deals for dads? You mean we're giving out? We're giving out deals for dads. We got the John Deere uh, <laughs> contractor uh, landscape tractor. Man, if mm-hmm. my my dad would go crazy for one of those, would he? You know, my dad would just John Your Deere tractor. He'd go Gaga for one of those. Yeah. Oh yeah, just ride it to the post office. I mean, any dad, <laughs> any, any dad, dad. They are dads are genetically engineered to love John Deere. Yeah. It is, it's one of those little. Like when you get a kid one of those little automatic cars mm. that le- looks like a, like a like a buggy or like a BMW or something. They like have to electric, be happy. Those little mini electric cars. They yeah. freak out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they can't I just that's what it. those John Deere oh like landscaping tractors are like mm-hmm. for men. Uh, absolutely. My dad sent me a full Christmas list. You, your Sam's father is dead, but does your dad do that for me? <laughs> <laughs> But he um, did. He sent me a Christmas. He was saying, <laughs> "Yeah, really." And he said, "I'm Santa now." <laughs> wow, your dad did look like Santa. Your dad looked like Santa. <laughs> yeah. Yo, if your dad died and became Santa, there would be a beautiful would something be really so. beautiful about that because he be loved a, Christmas. Yeah, that would be kind of. He was depressed. That'd be an elevation. So that would be kind of an interesting. Like, yes. what does that mean about the a man who's Santa? Santa. The saddest man in the world is the one that brings the most joy. Yes, perhaps. but he did love Christmas. Well, you know, well. being Santa Claus and spending all night. You you know, driving around giving presents is a kind of mania. Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. You're dealing with a manic yeah. guy. You could never really kind of connect with him on Christmas. He was so manic. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to help the whole world. I want to get gifts for everybody. Like, I got... The and elves you, are working at the workshop. And you knew on Boxing Day, the day after Christmas, <sighs> he would just crash. Oh and it would be awful to You would not want to be around <laughs> on that day. No. Can you imagine how it feels to be in the North Pole? The day after Christmas, Jesus Christ, because maybe there'd be some relief or a celebration that we did it, but they start again on the next year's gifts so quickly. It's that, true. Yeah, yeah. There's no time to be happy. I know. And, and I they know. also fire. It's like Amazon. They like fire a bunch of seasonal workers. Yeah. They, just, they, <laughs> they just go out into, yeah. the, into the North Pole tundra and then they get workers off the street. Like we're, we need like 15, you know, we yeah. need like 100 elves oh. and they're like off the street, off the street oh. and they last like a month. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And up there... It's that's the only gig. So you know when you're not employed by Santa, it's, yeah, it's rough going. Um, something this reminds me of is Peter, my roommate, broke our coffee pot, and so we've been needing to replace it, and he failed to replace it. And so Sasha, my other roommate, got online to order it, but the only deal was like order the coffee pot now, and we'll deliver it to you within two hours. And she was that's just the like, only deal. That was the only deal. And she was like, that's too much. Damn. I don't want someone. Changing their whole plan, their whole day right, to get over here within two hours. There's like. no way there's anyone nearby <laughs> with a coffee pot <laughs> two hours away. It's, it's so like some neighbor. Yeah. Right. Gonna, oh, God. I was going to go to work yeah. today, but. <laughs> yeah, it's too crazy. That's too crazy. And it's funny because that's like them offering their highest level of service. But to a normal person, it's like, no, no, I wasn't yeah, expecting it today. It's fine. Well, you know, often <clears throat> often with, with supply chain, you know, the way that our food gets to us, we don't really think about who brings it. But I think with same-day delivery, 
it, that's the that's the kind of delivery where it's most present in your mind that someone is like getting jogging for that. down the yeah. sidewalk, like wearing yeah. a diaper in their that truck. A, that yeah. a like tall <laughs> Ghanaian man yeah. is in his car yeah. is driving mm-hmm. with your groceries. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. And yet I'm leaving Christmas shopping till the very last minute. So <laughs> <laughs> who knows if I'll have to use any oh. I know. It's not good. Damn. It's I went to the, the Union Square Christmas market last Saturday as a treat to myself. I went alone to just enjoy my day and be happy. It was horrible. It was so crowded. <laughs> oh the no. vendors that I like weren't there this year and um not the jewelry people. Not the jewelry people. Folks, if you're listening, uh my favorite stand at the Union Square Christmas market is these two old people who go to like uh dumps that have been shut down and like retired and they pick through the garbage and they find little like broken toys from 1947 and they turn them into jewelry and they sell them for like $150. Wow, there's still toys from 1947 kind of in the yeah, they really get in there and dig around, but you can find them because they would they would sell. There was one I really wanted that I've always regretted not getting. That was just like a porcelain baby doll's full hand, and they just put it on a chain, and it just looked sick that as rocks. fuck. Yeah, <coughs> and I used to go to the Union Square Christmas Market with my friend Tom, and we would pretend that we were like newly married and that we didn't have any money to buy anything to see <laughs> if people would just give us stuff. <laughs> Never worked, but <laughs> I wish I had just bought the necklace. So, but then I went this year. They weren't there. All there was was like. People selling scarves and candles and bullshit that Sarah, no one. Sarah, you don't think that they, um, you don't think that those two people passed away, do you? I'm worried that they passed away Damn. from COVID. Yeah, that was my first thought was that <laughs> they're, they're, dead. They're, they're dead. They're dead. <laughs> no, they're dead. <laughs> well, they're from, Where would they if, be? If they're ruffling around in so much garbage all the time. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. Cruising for a bruising, especially if you're getting up there in years you don't want to be in the dump exactly. yeah you want to be at home next to a f- roaring fire yeah but it's also it's funny to experience something like this because it feels very pre-internet age like i know i could find them on instagram and figure out what happened to them but i'm just kind of treating it as like if you don't show up at the designated meet point <laughs> yeah. one every yeah. year <laughs> yeah. Yeah. then uh, you're lost to time and i'll never find you again you think they have I'll an instagram know. i would i would be if i had to guess i'd say you couldn't find them on instagram <sighs> maybe i couldn't but they sell the stuff for such a high price that yeah. i'm like these people are thinking somebody said that yeah. at least somebody set them up with an instagram yes or an etsy account yeah that's funny in in college i slept with someone at a different school and i was like really worked up about it later and i like hell yeah Meaning that you, <laughs> you were like way. that rocked or yeah, you were like rocks. did she like me it was like a thing where i like kept <laughs> thinking about it afterwards mm. and i was determined not to find them or contact them on instagram um damn or or like any social media but then i was like a couple months later i was like i reached out to her over facebook like i found her and i was like can i get your email and then i sent her this <laughs> long email ah, why <laughs> um, <laughs> all the moves you could have made wait you guys just had sex we just what else well, happened that you wanted to send her an email it was i was <laughs> re- well because this is like the the I had was in another relationship with someone else, oh, so I, I had cheated on that person. So I was no, going through a lot of help me, <laughs> somebody help. We don't tell stories like this <laughs> on the podcast. Conflicting, <laughs> a lot of conflicting emotions, and then I sent her this long email in which I expounded upon how like 
you know, in a pre-social media area era, this would have just been like a one-night stand, and I wouldn't know who you are, and it would have been like romantic. I but now I can this. like find you and look at your pictures, and I got no wow. response back. But luckily, awesome. I can find you and look at your pictures. Oh <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing and you can do. <laughs> wow. I'll be tracking you for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that is so funny. Wow, did that make you sad? Um or you got whatever yeah, you wanted out of that. I think I think I felt humiliated, which is what I should have felt. Damn. And so that I d- got that out of it. Yeah. So Damn. So I'm almost like not getting the full story. So you said so you hook up with this person. Months later, you send her an, um, an email where you say, you know, in another time I would have never found you because there wasn't <laughs> and now I can. Have a nice day. Goodbye. Or did you say no, I want to hook up again? I wanted to like I I wanted to reach out to her because like we had we had planned on hooking up another like that second night I was there at this other college for like two nights but then there was like this like misconnection where I like couldn't find her oh, she shit. told me to meet her at this place but then I wasn't there and, and, and then the like and that. then the the the, fi- the end of the homecoming dance was happening and she was looking yeah. for you and the clock was striking exactly. at twelve and you were not exactly. there exactly. Yeah, and I was like, I have to cheat again, <laughs> <laughs> another night. Wow. Uh, no, so 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 the I left the whole like re- like that those two nights being like this person thinks I like stood them up. You know, it was like with a sense of sadness. You didn't like, even have her number. No. Um, wow. And then <laughs> and then I finally found them later and was like, I didn't. So the message I had to bring was like. Look, I didn't stand you up. I actually really enjoyed our night together. Mm. But you waited a long time to. Um, you waited a long time to reach out to them. Yes, because I didn't want to. Because I was you were like, cheating. I shouldn't. Have, <laughs> I shouldn't have slept with this person from the beginning. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then I reached out to them, and and, and it, with it came like this kind of essay of all my like. Thoughts, mm. thoughts on social media <laughs> and like my own relationship, and That's I like told wild. her that I was like in a relationship and stuff like that, and I didn't get anything back. I'm to to be honest. Eventually, she did email email me back like a long time later and was like, "Can I put this in a book?" <laughs> so she did. She she did. And what's the book? Can we find it? <laughs> I don't know. And I. And they also now go by he, him pronouns. So. Damn, cool. Well, I can't think that that's a good thing, them asking you to put that email no. book. Unless you think it was written so prosaically. <laughs> no. It said such incredible poetic value. They <laughs> wanted to share it as an a essay on social media. Yeah. I'm now like, what's the cross section? Like, I get so many emails from guys like this or little <laughs> funny anecdotes. What's the cross section of things that... Cause to be, that's yeah. big guys like this book energy. That's yeah. my prediction. Yeah, <laughs> things white people like yeah. sending me this email. Yeah, <laughs> it was a book about um, the failures of the uh, occupation of Iraq. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just kind of stuck that in yeah. right in the middle. The whole chapter. Yeah, that's so funny. That's funny. That reminds me of. Um, well, we'll just do a story exchange episode. Mm-hmm. What um, is it called? Stories on a theme. <laughs> yeah, stories on a theme. Uh, times we went to the dentist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> times we were at summer camp. Um, a couple nights ago, I had to stay up really late to finish something for work, and I was working on the show about 
rest and the importance of rest and sleep. Uh, and I ironically, was four in the morning. You exactly. Were not ironically, but I and I wanted to do a post about it because I wanted to post to be like, I'm awake. Um, and I was thinking about how the irony of that is so obvious that it's actually not very pleasurable. You know, it's just it's too ir- too ironic. It's too on the nose. It's too on the nose. You got to like look for it a little bit. And it always makes me think of um, the dinosaur toy in um, Toy Story, how he's cowardly. You know uh-huh. that character? Too ironic. Yes. Too obvious. You don't think it's an interesting character? It's not interesting. No, they got to challenge the viewers more with that kind of thing. Interesting. Um, so I was thinking that, and I wanted to make a post about this and be like, "This is too. This is too ironic." Like example but i could only think of that toy story example and i was like that's that's hack like what who's taught well, that came, movie came out 20 years ago so i went onto my phone and i searched in my text messages uh irony too obvious because i know it's an observation that i've made before and wow. i was like I, i'll be able to find another time in my life wow. when the irony was too obvious um and i and it pulled up so many messages wow. including like one from 2019 with caroline's ex-boyfriend um who always hated that i talk about other people's business a lot so uh, he would hate this um <laughs> i found this conversation we'd had about he had just been texting me in, in 2019 shortly after they broke up just saying that he missed caroline and like reflecting on um this moment in their life and we were just having this like very meaningful text back and forth on just a random day and it just gave me this strange feeling that i was like oh my god this archive of my entire life is here and is searchable the search function is not that good on text but like it's all there all that data and you can just go back and like i know it lives in your phone yeah and i you're totally right. forgotten and i would never have remembered and you're just replying the irony is too on the nose yeah <laughs> oh yeah you miss thing. you miss your ex-girlfriend yeah that's artistically <laughs> unsatisfying so you said that a lot to a lot of people to a lot of people <laughs> to a lot of people you said uh, the irony is too obvious huh damn i've never been hit with that but i, I think it's coming soon it's one of my top five <laughs> yeah yeah observations i think yeah different parts of my life are stored in different little like i wish i could get my aim conversations mm. they might be lost to time I don't know if they exist anymore. Um, what else? Old. Can you get all your old stories? I think starting at a certain point, you can. Because I know at the end of the year, like Instagram show, can sh- you can go in like to a calendar and like see all your stories. Yeah, you open can the vault. You yeah. can open your archive at any point. Okay, it's in the archive. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. But I don't know how far back they've been tracking them. I think they have them all at HQ, but you might have to write them a letter. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go in. Mark there. Zuckerberg's watching them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know how yeah. good I am at letter and email writing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. We got seven viewers right now. This is Raisin Man Arena. It's Wednesday. Get in the chat. Who's, who's what seven people are there? Yeah. Satan Chilson's in the chat. Well, What's fuck, up? Fuck around in the chat. You know, talk to each other. It is the morning, so everyone's getting a slow start, but... It's always nice to connect with other people. Think of this as uh, a radio call-in show. This is like, I don't know. Yep. Yes. Write in three things that you're thankful for. That's mm-hmm. how you start every morning with no, a gratitude practice. But that's if we were going up to Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving's over. Okay. So now write, write three, three things, things you, you want. You want, want for three And three yes. bad things you did <laughs> yes. that yeah. you need to have forgiven. Have you been naughty or nice? Yeah. Reply in the chat. Thanksgiving is all about the things that you have you're thankful for. Christmas is all about the things you want. Yes. You don't have things. You <laughs> your need sins more things. and yeah. the things that you want even yeah. though you were bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Simeon says, what up? What up, what up? Simeon? Let me say that back to you. Um, see, if you go in the chat, it can even influence the course of the episode, changing forever what we might have talked about. It's interesting that Santa Claus is the main character of Christmas, or the symbol of Christmas. I mean, you know, Jesus as well, but but let's, you know, Santa Claus is the bigger one. But no one worships him. 
That's he's right. not a god. He's not a saint. He's, <coughs> you know, we should. That's right. He's a worship he's Saint him. Nicholas, but he's been kind of bastardized into a guy named Santa Claus. It's true. He was a saint. Why don't yeah. you know? We should. He he's does. like a scary trespasser, but who doesn't steal objects, but instead puts objects in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's this, a funny thing. This, this Santa concept. That's well, crazy. It's a guy who comes into your house. <laughs> okay, that's already weird. <laughs> It's clearly like a it's a pagan thing, right? Is cuz 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 like Christmas all that stuff about like putting candles and decorating like a tree and then like the person coming in. I think that's like a Teutonic or like German thing. It's Teutonic. Teutonic. It's definitely mm, Teutonic. It's Teutonic. <laughs> <laughs> um well, I can see that this is not. No, no, no! It's, <laughs> it's, I thought the, this would kind of ignite a sort of interest no. or something. But if Felipe wants to talk about hyper real GTA, we are going to talk so, about that. So, because because also there's parts of like in the caucuses, there's like a thing, a, an evil Santa Claus. There's like evil, there's evil Santa, an evil Santa Claus who's like a mischievous Santa Claus. Mm, that's um, right. Who's the Santa Claus exists, but then this this other guy does too, and he's like, "What's his name again, Will? What's the evil Cla- Santa Claus? Krampus? 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 And he makes you do bad stuff. He makes you do bad stuff. Yeah, he's like mischievous. But yeah. he makes he puts you, you in a do sack, bad and stuff? he takes you away instead of put giving you gifts from the sack. Yeah, he makes you like not respond to your friends' texts when yeah. you, they mm. need you at key moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make not you show up to shows where they want mm. want you need you at them. They make you bad at taking feedback. That's mm. meant in good in good faith. <laughs> in good faith, yes. Yeah, they make you defensive. <laughs> and <laughs> can I read you guys a, a very short story? Yeah. Also, you were gonna say something when I interrupted you. And oh, I don't remember it. Fuck. Okay, this is a, a story from this book of Italian folk tales that I have by Italo Calvino. I bought it. You bought it. What's Based the book called? On your recommendation. It's called Italian Folk Tales. It's oh, so cool. straightforward. Uh, that's part of what's fun about it. Ah, oh, shit. But where's the thing? Um, have you read Invisible Cities? Yeah. Great. Also I made a whole, I whole, that's I made a whole animation mm. based that's on right. that book. I got to get that's that book. Right. Yeah. It's Invisible another cities. simple, simple read. Yeah. So that's a, a good Christmas book. gift idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my favorite story in the book. It's called The Devotee of St. Joseph. It's very short. Cool. Um, and these stories are from like the 15th century. And Italo Calvino has just re-rendered them in beautiful modern language. Yeah. And with his kind of weird postmodern, <laughs> like... Yes, exactly. Hall of Mirrors kind of vibe. Once there was a man devoted exclusively to St. Joseph... He addressed all his prayers to St. Joseph, lit candles to St. Joseph, gave alms in the name of St. Joseph. In short, he recognized no one but St. Joseph. His dying day came, and he went before St. Peter. St. Peter refused to let him in, since the only thing to his credit were all those prayers he had said during his lifetime to St. Joseph. So he prayed to the wrong guy. He prayed to the wrong guy. Do we know who Joseph is? No. That's Jesus' stepdad, you know. Oh, I didn't even know he was uh, sanctified. He got he sanctified. He got in through, through sort of a back door. Friend yeah, of a true. Guy friend of a friend. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. True. he didn't really do much. He didn't do much. He had perf- Okay, so the guy, back to the story. He had I guess I guess he got sanctified because he uh because he uh his his cum game was on trash. It, yeah, and he was understanding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't get pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, he had said he'd only prayed to St. Joseph. He had performed no good works to speak, to speak of and behaved as if the Lord, Our Lady, and all other saints simply did not exist. Since I've come all the way here, said the devotee of St. Joseph, let me at least see him. 
So St. Peter he's sent right. for... He's right. <laughs> so St. Peter sent for St. Joseph. St. Joseph came and finding his devotee there said, Bravo, I'm really pleased to have you with us. Come in right now. I can't. He won't let me. Why not? Because he said I prayed only to you and to none of the other saints. Well, I'll be. What difference does that make? Come on in all the same. But St. Peter continued to bar the way. A mighty squabble ensued, and St. Joseph ended up saying to St. Peter, either you let him in, or I'm taking my wife and my boy and moving paradise somewhere else. His <gasps> wife was our lady. His boy was our Lord. I didn't even realize that Jesus was wow. in heaven and that he could go somewhere else. <laughs> wow. See, this is, they can move it to they another, can move the to, Caribbean. And yeah. Joseph has that sweat yeah. because he's <laughs> in the family. Yeah. St. Peter thought it wiser to give in and admit the, the devotee of St. Joseph. I just love this story. It's totally, um, what do you call it? Sacrilege. Yes. You're like, yeah. It's, um, it, it it's kind of heretical it, in some yeah, way. It's or? heretical to and the it's way like a, Catholicism works. Yes. Yes. And also it's like, it's, it rings true and it, it's like a squabble I would have at Life World or yes. something <laughs> like that. Where like, I want, you want to go to the show. And yes. The ticket person won't let me With in. someone you didn't know. Right. I know. It's like, it's like a scene like out of Entourage or something. Right. Like yeah, some exactly. shitty, I haven't seen totally. Entourage, but he's, you know, he's like, look, I know Jesus. Yes. And there's this idea that like, if you get to the gate and St. Peter says no, and you haven't earned a spot, there's no disputing it at that point. Yeah. Well, also, 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 so this guy is at the gates of heaven and St. Peter's like, you can't come in. And he doesn't. And instead of going, fuck, I'm going to hell. <laughs> fuck. I'm desperate. Yeah. He's like, ah, let me see him. He played it smart. He, <laughs> smart. he called his boy who was in yeah. the party. Yep. <laughs> Got him to come yep. out. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's true. It's life. Life is filled with this little kind of minutia of squabbles and stuff. And you realize that every rule is bendable. You yes. Know? You know? Hmm. Devotee, why would you be? What would you be devoted? Why would you pick that one? Random ass. That's Out people, all, yeah, George Harrison ass. fans. You know, I was I was talking to someone recently who said George Harrison had the most interesting musical career after the Beatles. Okay, oh, see, that's a devotee <laughs> of St. <Saint laughs> Joseph. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe sure, right. sure. Maybe yeah. right. Have you watched any of that doc, Sarah? No, I'm afraid to watch it because I've watched. Um, this is the Beatles documentary. For the Beatles documentary is like six hours long, right? It's multi episodes. It's like three, three episodes. two hour episodes. Yeah. I haven't watched it because I've seen A Hard Day's Night, which is the like OG Beatles documentary. All the footage is like black and white, and I think and very intimate, following their life. And it was so joyful and fun and awesome that it's almost like I I had to shut the door on that on thinking about that. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> and their life is too crazy to wrap your mind around. Like they were so so famous, especially by I think the standards of like the 1960s. And uh, it made their life really chaotic, but they also had a really good time. I don't know. It's like hard to relate to, but it's cool. It's just like a difficult thing for me to take in. I don't get it. Documentary is awesome. This, this, maybe this is a stupid question, but if you were like famous in the 1960s, would you walk down the street and like people would had seen enough images of you that they would like know who you are and stuff? I think so. I think so. Yeah, from mag yeah. from Life magazine. Yeah, and from the Ed Sullivan show. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. We got any interesting things in the chat? Um, <laughs> ben saying what he did bad. This Christmas season or this past year, one smoked cigs, two didn't call mom, three sent nudes. You didn't call your mom once this year. <laughs> my, that can't be true. My are, God, are any of you using this computer? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I mean it's kind of for you if you want it's it. For you, brother. I don't want it. Our TV. So usually we, I plug in all of the equipment to a television that we then look at the comments on. But the TV is not working. See, 
we had a perfectly fine television, and Sam decided we needed a bigger <laughs> one. Cut to <laughs> now I we got a bigger one. Sam's fault. Yep. He this took is bringing up something bad. He <laughs> took the initiative, and now the TV doesn't <laughs> work. <laughs> you're you're playing at a set of strings about our friendship <laughs> that will lead you down a road yeah. you don't want to go down. Go. <laughs> you're gonna get wrecked. <laughs> yeah, well. Sam doesn't get his feelings hurt on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can't play with someone like that. That's right. All I know is the television's not working. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I don't, you know, I don't mind the. TV and we're getting a new one on Sunday, which is nice. Fire. Cyber Monday. I, s- I took the bull by the horns. Wow. Yes. You got in the ring on so Cyber Monday. Th- yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so th- three <laughs> recently immigrated men from Africa are gonna bring, bring are rushing right now no, to bring it to me as quickly no, as possible. No, Did you see no. that video of the of the Black Friday? Um, there were like obviously there was a stack of what, what was, were they? Was it like Lacroix? No, <laughs> they, <laughs> like were like, really they were like sick. they were like um, a pressure cookers or something. Uh, okay. And all these people charge at them. They're stacked. They're stacked. <laughs> so as people charge, they all tumble to the ground. Everybody grabs whatever pressure cookers they can. This woman has two in her hand, and her kid has one. So so that family has three altogether. Another woman goes up to the kid and pulls the pressure cooker out of his hand. It seems bad, right? But it's like the woman did have three mm. you know on her so it's like you gotta share you know yeah. you can't yeah. be so she so this woman goes up to the kid but it looks bad on the video you know it, it doesn't look good to be pulling a thing out of a kid's hand woman goes up pulls the pressure cooker out of the kid's hand and then the other woman like jumps on the woman who's stolen so the mother jumps on the the thief so mm. to speak, and starts like wrestling with her and then the woman the thief goes let go of me. She goes, you're scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're scaring me. It's cute. It's funny. It's cute. And it's funny it's, in the video too because it's funny. like, you stole that shit from her kid's hand and now you're like, stop it. That's so funny. <laughs> and the kid doesn't know what the pressure cooker is. No. He doesn't care. No, the <laughs> mom was like, just it, grab yeah. whatever. <laughs> That's so funny. The mom is endangering so the kid by bringing me. him to the fucking black <laughs> Friday sale. Totally. Those things. Jesus there's Christ. deaths at those things. Yes. Jesus Christ. Awful. People Man. Die. Man, I can't believe it. And this is part of why I went to the Union Square Christmas market. I just like the idea of going to a beautiful European style outdoor market where all of the gifts are there and you just kind of look around and you pick different things. But it's where just, everyone is chill. Yes. <laughs> and everyone's trying to have a nice time. But it sucked. It was wall to wall, people. You were just like pinned right up against someone in front of you, like taking steps exactly in time with their steps. Like what, a soldier. No. <laughs> what if, <laughs> what if <laughs> people were taking, yeah. what if like someone took the like doll foot that was on yeah. a chain yeah. and then <laughs> someone else came in and slapped it out of their hand and they're like, stop it! <laughs> 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 like, fuck me. Yeah, that's funny wow yeah it should be like the it it should be like a market but in like um like mumbai or something where you can get like car parts and haircuts and like and like goats and like any kind of thing imaginable yes absolutely there's such a limited range and also i went to a stand i want to buy dominoes for there's like guys who hang out in the garage next to life world they're always playing dominoes i was like i'm gonna buy them like a beautiful set of dominoes, oh, nice. which is, a, I think, a good idea. And I went to the toy stand at the Union Square Market, and I was like, "Show me the, like, tell me about the dominoes. Show me the dominoes." And the person just like 
didn't really know anything, didn't really care, had multiple sets of dominoes that were all different, but he couldn't explain what the difference was between them. And I was like, I'm here to buy a toy for Christmas. Yeah. And you can't like make this experience yeah, like a little juice, bit magical for me. Juiceness. Juiceness. <laughs> yeah. So I just had an awful, awful experience. Whoever curates it. That. Did you buy some nice dominoes? I bought nothing. You didn't buy nothing? I didn't buy nothing. I didn't buy nothing. <laughs> didn't buy nothing. <laughs> Even like looking at them, you can say this one looks beautiful or Nate. <laughs> I got confused because there was like an, a standard set. They're all handmade, but there's a standard set. And there was a set where it had way more dots, like three times as what? many dots. That's, well, huh. that's, that's professional league. Yes, that's what I was <laughs> yeah, trying to get to the bottom of. 19 dots. On yeah, 19 dots. And I was like, can a, can a normal person play with these 19 dot dominoes? Or is this like really high level <laughs> stuff? Right. And he couldn't tell me. He was like, well, if they really like dominoes, you should get them the one with more dots. And I was like, well, I don't think that's, that's necessarily true. Uh, sound no, right. that yeah. checks out to me. <laughs> more dots, more fun. <laughs> that's what they say about dominoes. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you can play more complicated games. And I was like, yeah, but can you play simple games too? Or can you only play? Well, I also don't even... I have to be honest. I think I don't even really know the rules of Me dominoes, neither. so I don't know Me if neither. more co- is more complicated something you want. Is that fun? exactly what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. And so maybe I was being annoying, but this guy didn't. I didn't I, buy him. If I had to guess, I'd say you know go with the classic because these. I mean, you know, maybe on the off, there's an off chance where these guys are like, no, we like the. Uh, we need at least you wanted to talk shop, dots. Sarah. You yeah. you went to the car show and you wanted them to lift up the hood mm-hmm. and show you the engine, and they didn't they yeah. didn't want to. So, well, that's Christmas. It's hard to find a good shopping experience these oh, days, guys. Impossible. If you know of one, put it in the chat. Put it in the chat, and because we'll, we'll be releasing Razor Man's top ten shops and stores. <laughs> <laughs> My issue is that every Christmas I'm like, I'm going to, oh, you know, I'm going to gift people drawings and posters and stuff like that that I make. Yeah. But the two problems with that is, first of all, it's actually more work yeah, to you, do you that. Yeah, you become your Come own little on. Yeah. No, it just becomes a lot of work, which is fine. But then, so there's three problems. It's a lot of work. It's more work than buying shit in some ways. Two, you're kind of making a bet. Because to buy something online, you have to buy it like a few weeks in advance. Yeah. So if you let time pass... You're like, and you know, it's like the day before Christmas, like, well, now I got to make these yeah. drawings or whatever. Yikes. So you're, you're really, you're really committing yourself. And three, <coughs> um, I, every time I make a drawing, I want to post it online. So <laughs> I was making some drawings and I was like, okay, these are going to lead me to a gift. But then the good ones I want to post online. Sure. Yeah. Well, can't you post them after? But you're too excited. I get too excited. <laughs> I get too excited. <laughs> That's funny. So that's my problem right now. I have to figure out. And then my sister told me that she would embroider a jacket for me. For that, my gift would be she would embroider a jacket. But she wants me to do the drawing. So mm, now... Now you got to design your and, own. And I'm excited, but it's like I got a little bit of homework for my own gift. And it's like, well, I want to make gifts for others. Yeah. yeah. I don't have time and to design this jacket. I've heard Felipe talk about this like four or five times. So he's burning through time. Just I know. Going yeah, I haven't even started <laughs> because I have to come up with other gifts for other people. Here's what you do, Felipe. You choose a project that you're already working on, like a little, a set of little EDs. And then you make them. And then you turn to the person and you go, this is a a gift for you as well oh my god <laughs> but, oh my god but i'm gonna post them and they're gonna go on my instagram <laughs> and story. you're not gonna yeah. get any you're physical yeah. get <laughs> but this is for you yeah it's this, an nft style this, yeah. these set of tweets i've been working yeah. on are, <laughs> are your presence yeah Man. that's funny i'm in charge of writing a christmas play for my family to put on and i just don't have any ideas and 
I, I do have ideas, but I'm uninspired because there's never enough people who actually want to be in the play. Everybody wants to be audience, which I think is cool because in Brooklyn, nobody wants to be the audience. Yep. Everybody it's wants true. to be in the play. Yep. Um, but it's just me and my nine-year-old cousin who's difficult to work with. and um, <laughs> some just, Those are the... Th you're going to do a two-person show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I got to think of something. And... Um, People want me to do like Christmas stories from our pam family's past, like restage of real Christmas events that have happened, wow. which is I can do it. But in the telling of the stories, you know, it's very political. People really have different versions of yes. it's like a Rashomon. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see if I have time yes. to put together the Rashomon. <laughs> Rashomon. <laughs> oh, wait. You know what we should talk about before it gets too late? We should mm -hmm. talk about going to the Broadway Comedy Club ah! to see Carly, Carly do bring her show. Carly, in the chat. Yeah, it's Carly in Carly. the chat. Carly's our bad bitch of the week for doing the Broadway Comedy Club <laughs> bring her yeah. show. She is the bad bitch of the week. <laughs> well, I was going to give bad bitch of the week to Kelly because she's done a really funny tweet. Um, oh, I know. She went viral. So Kelly went viral. So let me talk about that for one second. Kelly went viral with um, this tweet that's a picture of uh, the horrible bleak inside of a oh, like yeah. high-rise building. Uh, lobby, and then what's the caption? Wait, hold on. I'm gonna bring it up. Um, it says people fall in love with the wait. Let's see. New York City skyline. But yeah, so yes. people fall in love with the New York City skyline. Wait, I just want to. I just want to pull it up. So that people can see. Otherwise, if you're listening to this later, go to twitter.com slash Kelly Cooper. People fall in love with the New York City skyline. But what if I told you this is what's inside? And we got how many likes on this? Let's see. 145.2K likes. Wow. Yes, plus 877 quote tweets and a bunch of motherfuckers in the replies losing their fucking minds. I know, I know. Because at first, when you get that many likes, at first people are normal. Haha, -ha, funny. You yeah. know, they rich. <laughs> but then, once you get past the first threshold of commenters, you start getting people that are like, well, what the fuck did you expect? Like, mm -hmm. aren't you happy? Or like, yeah, uh, it looks just like a hallway to me. Yeah, like, that's sick. It's like trying to like slam that. you down because they <laughs> resent you for your success and they want to get your ass. And it's just very irritating to me. I told Kelly this already if she's listening. Um, but it just it, it upset me even reading the replies because it suggested to me that these people have such a like narrow view of the world and such a hopeless disposition that they can't even imagine. Like when they could comment, "What do you expect?" It's like. Sorry, I can expect things from the world that don't exist. A beautiful building, a window instead of being in the darkness. And like, if that's the the people of this country, then we're never going to abolish prison or accomplish anything because they don't even think a, a building interior could be any nicer than it is. Like, oh, it just really bothered me. No, it's true. I mean, and also it's just hopeless. Like, it's humor. Yeah, this yeah, is humor. humor. I don't want anything. I just want you to <laughs> like it and move laugh. on. Yeah. What but, do you put on the screen? Well, this is another, this is a funny, another funny thing, which is this, Girl, this is this is the breakout star now of Twitter. This girl, I don't even know if I should say her name because I don't want to put her too on blast. I don't want... We don't want to put this person on blast. But she's this girl who... So she replies to Kelly and she says this. And she puts a video where she's wearing a mask. She's a blonde girl. Uh, young like young. She looks like she's 12 or something. And she posts this video. And so the, the text says, I actually like the way they look. I like hallways and elevators and all that stuff. And then the video underneath that tweet says... Well, I and love so that I in an accent. I like that in an too. Accent. And so I look her up, and I found out that she's this girl from. Her name's Greta, so maybe she's from the same place that Greta Thunberg is from. And every time she writes a tweet, <laughs> yep. every time she writes a tweet, she films herself saying the content of. The and tweet. then read her Twitter bio. It says, 
I send voice messages after text messages, and I'm going to do the same on Twitter. Gonna judge? Change your name to Judy. Judy count? Colon? Zero. So, wow. Yeah. She's <laughs> fire. She's found the thing. Wait, and she's sticking to it. So in this tweet, she I says, actually like the way they look. I like I actually. So she tweets, this made, so she quote tweets something and she goes, this made me laugh. Good humor. And then this is the video. This made me laugh. Good humor. Okay. <laughs> and then let's see what it was because it wasn't Kelly's tweet. What made her laugh? Oh, um, Scottish huh. variant. Uh, and then it, it looks like a, like a COVID But virus. it's a bagpipe. Yeah. And then it says, at least you can hear it coming. So maybe she's Scottish. <laughs> but then I followed her and now this bitch won't leave me alone. She's like in all my tweets. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. She's going to reply you. She's going to reply with the videos? I love the either. newest little lady. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's sweet. I think it's a funny idea. Yeah. <laughs> Do a video all year. That is funny. I like your tweet about cum and balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, so... But Carly Marui. But so that means... Car- Kelly Cooper would have been bad bitch of the week, but Carly Marui did something that... I've never seen before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so so let's let's tell it from the beginning. Carly posts that she's going to be doing a show at Broadway Comedy Club in Manhattan. In Manhattan. Now, she asks us to go. This is a bringer show. Do you want to explain what a bringer show is, Sarah? Yeah, a bringer show is a show where you are required to bring audience members who have to pay for tickets and who are then required to buy a two-drink minimum. And, like, that's how you earn your stage time. And it usually works that, like, you have bringers on a show people who have comedians who have to bring people and then you have a couple comedians who are like the higher level people um who don't have to bring anyone and they kind of benefit from the audience right so so it's bring. like it's kind of a multi-level marketing scheme yeah. because the people who are the people who are getting juiced are the comedians the comedian's friends i'd say the comedian's friends but if mm-hmm. but if you don't bring and carly told us somebody and i don't want to say yet how much these tickets were because yes. this was the surprise and i wanted to come at yeah. the right point in the narrative use code carly yeah, yeah. yeah. well you could <laughs> use discount. code carly for a discount <laughs> which is always cute yeah. but um it carly told us there was a woman who didn't have enough people come and she had in her, if she wanted to perform she had to make up the difference by paying oh my god help me Somebody help! Somebody help me! <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, uh, did, and that was announced in front of all of the comedians <laughs> because Carly knows about it. Well, how humiliating! I know. Yeah, they were all in a room. Ta- there was a green room of like <gasps> what ten people performing. And they read your yeah. name and they say Carly Maruli, seven friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. um, so I don't know how what your experience was like, Sarah, but me and Sam's experience getting there was <gasps> horrible. Uh, if I'll tell you right now, if you are trying to get anywhere with Felipe, do not let him navigate. No! <laughs> Don't you know what, though? Backpack. You know what the thing is, dude? Every time we travel, you navigate, and I think, oh, I need to be pulling my weight. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to navigate this time. I did fuck up, <laughs> but I fucked up. One, the thing was this. The trains were fucked up. It was and true. That, and you, that we couldn't have known. But then there was one moment. You chose like an expert level. There was, it was an expert level that we were playing. It's true. It's true. And I fucked up at one point where we had to like, time was running out and we needed to run to a train station from a bus. And I ran in the opposite direction. So that was my big fuck up. But the train's not running and then the bus not coming for okay, like well, th- this, 40 minutes. This is another fuck up where we go into a train stop, like enter in- <laughs> 
down the stairs. Yeah, that was a fuck up. We entered down the stairs into a train station. We realized we're on the wrong side of the tra- mm. of the tracks, right? So we walk up a different set of stairs, and I think <laughs> to cross the street to go to the other side, and Felipe walks back and goes down the same set of no, stairs. No, 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 no. He entered the same No, 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 no. No, no, no. This guy no, no, no. is our No, 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 no. No, that is not No, 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 no. That is not what happened. This is what happened. We go down a set of stairs. We come out a different set of stairs which which ends up on the other side of the street. So we actually cross the street underneath. And then I crossed the street to go through the first <laughs> set of stairs. What we needed to do was go to a different block. No, the no, actual no, no. entrance was you in a different block. You crossed the wrong street. You crossed the wrong street. You crossed the wrong street, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? I, well, I crossed a street. I didn't go on the same. So you're admitting I crossed the street already contradicting yourself, bitch. <laughs> no, I, that was included in my Come story. Come on, Sam. I'm on your side. When we went through the second set of stairs. If I were not here, how many times would this mistake be made? Would he just be... Looping back and forth. <laughs> we crossed. In texting Carly, like, uh, gonna be a little later now. <laughs> we crossed. Ah. We definitely crossed the street underneath the ground. I thought to myself, if I were, were not living with Felipe in New York City, he'd be dead by now. <laughs> he, would, he would be underground <laughs> in a box. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, Meanwhile, I had just been at the Christmas market. It was depresso Christmas market, and went to a diner and was eating alone, thinking that you guys would come and join me. <laughs> Wait, and then I'll say the, the lifestyle of like a fifty-year-old estranged man from his family. This is my special day. Well, I'll say the text you sent me while we were going through this. Wait, but do you want to keep explaining what, how you experienced this? Um, and then I got to the club right on time, and as I was walking up, I saw like six dudes that were. It's again, it's like the irony is too obvious, but. It's, this isn't even ironic. It's just the reality was too obvious. Six like dude, bro, college, recent graduates wearing puffer vests and like baseball hats backwards, like coming in, like pushing each other around and stuff, and hiked, psyched for the show, and just exactly on the nose for what you would think like a Manhattan comedy club audience would be like. By the way, too, yeah. this was four p.m. Four p.m. Yes, this show 4 was at four p.m. in high Midtown, like just below the park, which is an awful part of the city. Yeah. Um, we're me and Sam are on this bus. The bus is taking like thirty minutes to arrive. So already the the sh- with the time we were supposed to be at the show, we were getting on the bus. Damn. And then I get a text from you where you said, "Hey, you guys are pulling up, right?" And I was like, "No, this bus is a little late. We're gonna be a little late." And you said, "I am so disappointed." I was like, "Fuck." I was because I knew I was like, "This is gonna be a straight up stand up showcase," yeah. and like I do not like watching stand-up comedy in that format and the kind of comedians I thought I was going to be. So I was like, all I'm going to get out of this is like hanging out with my friends during yeah. the day. And then you guys fucked me and I <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> eat lunch alone. Yeah. It's true that you hate watching stand-up. So, yeah. so we get there, right? We get there to the show. Felipe and I are super late. And this woman greets us at the door. She said, who are you here for? And we say, Carly. And she goes, great. That will be 50 bucks. I balked i for a second i looked back at sam and thought because i had i had been really pulling sam into this sam had been doubting whether or not to come and i'd be like no 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 come we gotta show up she says 50 i almost went we're going back (laughs) i'm not paying 50 50 for two though right 50 for two 20 so 25 bucks each cash 
pay the pay the money. And the ambience of the lobby when I got there, the woman in charge, like one of the comedians, like walked past her too quickly, and she was like, "Hey, hey, what do you think you're doing? Oh, you're on the show. Well, you can't blow by me like that, sweetheart. Come back over here. Like, come back and do it again." As if we were like children and we oh were in high school, God. and the lunch monitor was like getting wow. your ass. Oh my yeah, God. that was the ambience of the lobby. Oh. And then you you guys getting robbed well, <laughs> at gunpoint. We yeah. go down. She might as well have taken out yeah. a gun and pointed it at her face because we were getting robbed at yeah. gunpoint. We go downstairs and six. Six staff members greet us. Like, you walk into a room that smells like throw up. <laughs> it smells like <laughs> shit. And back. it's filled with people. Filled oh my gosh. With Sitting at German style tables, like yeah, those like beer, uh, like Oktoberfest. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, six guys are like, come up to me and whisper something inaudible, but they're like, <laughs> they want to make sure I'm sitting in the right section, like it's a wedding. Like, uh, if you're here for a comedian, you have to sit in like there. I section. got that same energy that of the like, excuse me, don't blow past yeah. me. Like, I came down, like, I was like, sir, sir. Like, I had <laughs> fucked up or something, just, just walking, walking down the there. Room. Like, yeah. gonna see myself. He's like, yeah. no, 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 you can't. There was so much staff. There was so much apparatus running this yes. place. It was uh, unbelievable. Well, I hope those people get paid a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll say something about the tip later because yeah, yeah. Well, we so we get to this ta- table and uh, there's some comedian up there who's not funny, uh, <laughs> g- you know, saying level one jokes uh, and about being from yeah, yeah, just like bad stuff. Yeah. I, um. His he was the ki- type of comedian where he was like not good enough yet. Where you like it would be fun to make fun of him because he was yes. just doing like boring jokes. That's the thing, yeah. It even it sounds like harsh on these people or something, but like the people on the showcase were like in many ways below the level of just like a normal open mic comedian. Well, it, it was as if they didn't understand. I mean, I don't know who these people are, but, but like they didn't know that they needed to go to open mics or something. They were just like, oh, this is how you be a stand-up comedian. I'll get on this showcase and do the ideas I've been writing down in my journal for years as my friends have been telling me I'm really funny. That right. I think yeah. bringers though are kind of open mics. I mean, there was a guy there who was doing stand-up for the first time that was another thing i i really didn't understand because we're in brooklyn so we don't like have any access to this sort of bringer yeah this comedy club like infrastructure or whatever but um there were people there who were doing santa for the first time it was like at the level of people had done as many sets as an open mic comedian had except that you had to pay 25 dollars to see it yeah um, and we get to the table and and this waiter come up and so there's little tvs also <laughs> we're sitting all the way in the back and there's little TV set up, so we can't. We don't have a great view of the stage, so we have to watch this tiny little television that's like an airplane tele, like an airplane from the '90s. Like it's hanging above us, and then this waiter comes up to me. He was like, "What would you like to drink?" I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm good. I don't need anything." He's like, "It's a two drink minimum." I know, and I knew that was coming. I knew. I knew that too. was coming, and I was like, "You motherfucker!" Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "I will just get a, a, a water, like a bottle of water." And he's like, great. And so he he leaves, and then a bunch of time passes. Well, I guess the sort of punchline of this thing is I find out how much the waters are, and each of them were six dollars for a Poland Spring <laughs> for for a t- yeah. like water bottle, a little bottle of water. I which paid is fourteen dollars for two seltzers. Yeah, that I downed so quickly, and I thought because <laughs> once Carly went up, I was like, okay, if we like speed it up, we can leave before we have to buy the second drink. Yeah, no, they know. Yeah. They know who you're there for, and they get to you. They oh, get right so to funny. you. That's so funny. That's so funny because they didn't get me on the second drink. I didn't even. I left oh, five dollars nice. on the table and I left. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah. That's smart. I. Sorry. I thought to myself, like, Carly. I was like, Carly, 
I will pay you $55. (laughs) Like what, like how much money I spend to the thing. I'll pay you $55 and you can just, you can have that. (laughs) And that's how I could support you. I would rather it had gone to her. Yes. Yes. I guess. So I, I think that there's a kind of person for whom this is very normal to bring a show or like if you live in Manhattan or if you came up and stand up at like a different point. Yeah. Um, if you're, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on him. Pete Holmes before he uh, discovered yeah, uh, Pete old Holmes. comedy. Sarah was, Silverman was a yeah. barker on the corner. You got to bark for the shows and get draw the audience and off the street. Yeah. And, but for yeah. us, like we're, I mean, you know, uh, bar shows and open mics are their own kind of like pathetic hell but um, humiliating for us you have to go to 5,000 open mics (laughs) (laughs) where nothing happens yeah Yeah. and shows that you produce yourself that only your friends come to you know at least there was like strangers that you know if you're a comedian you get to perform for it was packed you know I've never seen a show so packed but it was packed by by virtue you know under under threat of the sword yeah Um, And oh my god, yeah. But but as a person who's never experienced that and who's like gotten used to like a totally different comedy infrastructure, it was. But this is another thing. Not only so that that was all the coding, that was all the meta information. Yeah. That w- was actually the most the juice of the situation was the stand up. And it I was wish. Do you remember? Sp- like I remember. It, I've never. I've never cringed so hard. And it's like, these are all beginner standards. Like, it's fine. You know, yeah. it's, it's okay to be bad. But it was like so artless. It was like without any impulse or inspiration. <laughs> like, people were just doing impressions of comedy. I feel like they watched 10 years ago yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, it was to me, it was one of those things watching. I was like, if this was what stand up comedy was or I thought it was, I would never. I would never do it. I would never watch it. I would never even have to say the word in my mouth. Like, it was so bad. And I never physically felt so un- unhappy during a show. I felt like I was, like, wilting down to the ground. Like, my back was, like, collapsing. <laughs> and I couldn't even sit up straight in my chair. I was having to hold my head up like this and watch the show. I know. I couldn't believe it. I was, I was having... Such a hard time. I was cringing so much that I had a little, I had a little tablet, and I started reading it. So I wouldn't, because I couldn't. Felipe <laughs> was reading the Bible. I could yeah. not <laughs> listen to the, because also when you're at a when you're at a Brooklyn open mic, everyone's doing like an impression of um, I don't know who are they Kate doing? Berlant, Kate Berlant Kate or Cohen, something, and Kat they're like, Cohen. yeah, and they're like, um, I you know what's your sign? I went to Bard, whatever. But yeah. here, everybody's like doing an impression of like. Bill Burr or like not even like a shitty so Kim Kardashian's fucking white guys now yeah that was it that was so I guess I guess that's good for me yeah yeah Yeah. it was like fucking white guys uh and I guess they're comedians so and then a big laugh and he's like and they got big dicks so we'll see what we do about that one Yeah. yeah yeah or even like jokes I can't remember exactly what the structure of this one was he was talking about his aunt was pregnant and um, his uncle didn't want the kid and, like, made a joke about, like, going to get a coat hanger or something. And it was just so, like, like, what? Why are you even? I don't know. Like, I was just lost. And, like, you were literally no, like, referencing a joke that someone would have made 20 years ago yeah. or something. Like, there's nothing there. Thanksgiving. I just had Thanksgiving and my mom and my brothers were there. Uh, but I'm white, so my dad was there, too. Yeah, that's was that right. one of the jokes? Uh, of the jokes. Oh, you remember? Damn, you remember memory. them? That's very nice. <laughs> so you should have yeah. been listening. <laughs> oh my well, god! Well, I was so enthralled. I was really, really <laughs> connecting with a lot of them. It's unbelievable. And you know, and I don't want to drag 
obviously Carly for doing it. No, Carly's, Carly's an awesome a queen. Comedian. She and it's worth a to go see what it was over there because you, if you get past at one of these places, that's the other thing we haven't explained about the system is like somebody from the club watches you perform and then they decide whether or not you can be like booked on the recurring nightly shows and like not have to bring people and like get this kind of pass so you get more stage time. And uh, that seems like what's in it for people. But I don't see why you would ever want to go back to be in that room again. I will never go back. And then when I got home and looked on Instagram, I don't know if these people are listening, but I saw that Brooke had posted that she's going to do the Broadway Comedy Club showcase. I saw the next day that Corey was at the Broadway Comedy yeah. Club doing it, and I was like, what? No. Like, we're not doing this. Yeah, Stop. Yeah, yeah. Stop. Like, why is this happening? You know, this is maybe yeah. where we differ, because as hellish as I thought it was, I understand why someone would... I understand why Carly would want to do it, and I actually hope that she gets that she does whatever it. stage time she I wants out of she it. Gets it. I hope they all get it. Well, I hope they all get it. Yeah. Yeah, because they were... I mean, Carly is a thousand leagues better than anybody else that we saw on the on the show. So yeah, I don't really know what to. Th- you know, it's like it is kind of a it is kind of like a black hole of of comedy because you get then have to perform basically for like tourists. Yeah, or, or people's, people's relatives. Yeah. So I don't know if I don't know what it does to your stand up, <laughs> but um, but I think you know for your career is good and maybe it does something good for your stand up too because then you're sort of forced to have to make like all sorts of different people. You know, I like yeah. I get it. I get the I like. I can I can get down a little bit with that club comedian mindset. It I don't was know just if I would so soulless. Even the host of the show, who seemed most at ease because this is like his room, his clubhouse, was just like so dialed in um, and making references and pointing to people in the audience who like weren't there, being like, you know, like that guy. And there was like not a guy over there. <laughs> oh, the know? host! Like, yeah. Oh, the host yeah. was the oh, host was so annoying. He yeah. he was like he was like a bar mitzvah hype hype man. He yes. was like, What the fuck's up, bitches? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was so stupid. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. And calling people his friends that were on the show, and I was like, no one, no one is a friend here. <laughs> my friends. There are no yeah, friends. There are no friends in this world. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so bleak yeah. to me. Um, I, I also hate there was a lot of the, this type of bungle where the comedian goes up and tries to do 30 seconds to a minute about the last comedian's set yeah, and like p- pass a joke off about it. And I was I hate those because you're like playing with fire. Yeah. And uh, they fuck it up every time. Yeah. They fuck it up every time. Oh, my God. <laughs> bad stuff. Well, oh, I But I felt like. I walked out and I felt like I had gone through like a cleanse or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my body was yeah. sucked of energy <laughs> and like and water, but I yeah. felt like, wow. Well, now I felt I walked out and I was in Upper Midtown, like late at night, <laughs> where all the tourists are, and I felt. I'm just so glad to be outside. Yes. I was yes. happy to yes. be there yes. in yes. the yes. worst yes. part of New York. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My body was not. My body was filled with seltzer water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I also, um, it made it reminded me of like after the pandemic, I started hearing of like mics coming back in Brooklyn that were going to be like paid mics, like five dollars. And I get why you have to do that, or bars make you do that, or something. But I think people have to resist that impulse. And then also like places where you perform that you have to pay to perform there. Like I don't want that to happen in Brooklyn. I think it's so it's so fucked up and twisted. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that this club even existed. I was like, okay, so here's all this apparatus to like create a space for this art and to curate things and to make good stuff happen. And they've only used it to create such evil in the world and such darkness, a horrible experience yeah. with all this money. Like this is unbelievable. No, it's true. I mean, you're getting you're getting juiced. There's people you're who work fucked. here. Yeah, like, what are they doing? There's a comedy boss who's the head of it, who's in charge of, like, making the stuff be funny. Like, why is he... 
like, what is going on? Yeah, I mean, I can also imagine that if you went to a good show, you saw like a really good comedian with, you know, who's like at ease, it would feel, or if you went at night, yeah. I think the ambience of that room though is awful. It is bad. Yeah. I mean, it, it was especially bad for that show, but I think if the comedian was good and everyone was having a good time, also like having to forfeit basically, you know, the daylight hours, have to go at 4 p.m. Yep. to like the darkest cave um, in Manhattan, like that also felt a little bit like, like I was getting, like I was getting fucked. Yeah, absolutely. And then leave and it's nighttime. <coughs> mm. But, Carly. Bad bitch of the week, Carly. Yeah. Bad <laughs> bitch of the week, Carly, for doing mm. that. <laughs> Let us know Man. how it turned out. Wow. Well, Sarah, it's funny that, because you, you think so much about the art you want to curate, which is, yeah. uh, sweet and nice it would never even occur to me that someone who read the runs the broadway comedy club would like think about making a better world but yeah. it's nice that i think your life world project is really about like birthing into existence a thing you want to see yeah and it's funny like doing the curation for the space is like i don't really say no to a lot of stuff there's like specific things we say no to as i think you guys know which is like if anyone wants to do just like a comedy showcase that is like totally no concept um we don't do that you said a really funny thing the other day yeah i wish i could repeat it but the (laughs) 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 but i I called someone out that i well can i say without the name yeah yeah, yeah. like like we want different kinds of people in the space and then when you when you invite comedy show cases you're basically hiring mercenary curators to bring back this one comedian <laughs> to every <laughs> show. Again, and again and again and I again mean, you think it's bad to say who it is um Maybe not. i think so <laughs> <laughs> but, but you can go back through the life world posters and you can see there's a certain comedian who's booked on every show that we ever do um and i like this person but it's just like well i can't yeah you can't just hand over or it's also boring to watch and, and there's no i don't get it um but yeah most of the stuff like people will send their pitches and like almost everything we will do so it's not like i'm like really curating things like well i don't think that sounds funny because it doesn't really feel like that's my job yeah. to decide and also there's been stuff that i thought wasn't going to be funny that has happened that was great and th- things i thought would be good that were bad so you know these things are not like uh six month long workshops that people are working on that we really do evaluate the artistic value of it's like okay they're gonna rehearse this the weekend before and then we'll see how it goes <laughs> like, you should make everyone pay yeah. 25 dollars and if they don't the comedians have to have make to the difference <laughs> yeah turn off all the lights yeah. put a television in the back yeah i said i would talk about this on instagram so i'll talk about it briefly that yesterday so will works for material materials for the arts which is i guess a non-profit right that i facilitates it, donations from like companies and individuals to artists to get stuff for free uh-huh. and um is that that's right yeah i don't yeah. honestly know i think it's like i think it's something that, the way he explained to me it's like like when broadway has like extra clothes or whatever that they don't want they donate them to materials for the arts and then if you're an artist and you get a grant from the from new york from the state <gasps> you have access to material for the arts and you can go into their like yeah. big warehouse and take all the like surplus you can material. go and you can and sign up wicked witch yes. from into the mm-hmm. woods exactly yeah. <laughs> you get a 30 minute you can be window a <laughs> and you can fill a whole box truck yeah it's kind of exciting i've never gotten to go but that it exists and so will texted me yesterday um these pictures of this like eight foot by ten foot medieval house did you guys see this on my story no that um can i even open it on uh on the computer yeah i can um airdrop it to you if that's or no but i'm my computer can't have airdrop oh that's right it's a piece sarah wilson Uh, there it is. 
Okay. If you're listening to so this, you got to click through a lot of stories on oh. Apple Music. You can just kind of click the 15 second thing. Okay. And Which we'll one is it? Go forward. It. Forward. Yeah. <coughs> and I saw your close friend. And there. Um, there it is. Oh, so cool. This medieval house for free, available for pickup in bed And I was immediately like, we got to fucking get that shit because we can put it in the space. <laughs> and because I've been wanting to do this like stand up festival at Life World, maybe with like a cool co pro platform. We won't get in the details. And, but the space just looks so raw that it doesn't look like anything. And I was like, oh, if we can just get something like this. Well, that's so funny that because you were telling me about how the whole thing about it is that. Um, Julie and Peter, they want this kind they of. Want it to be raw. They want it to be raw. They want this sort of like performance. What would you call it? Not even performance art, but like this kind of th- downtown theater, like black box. Yeah. Um, but then if you had, you had a, it to be like being in a little castle, <laughs> you had like a little gnome house in the back, and all the place had to deal with. That. <laughs> Isn't that funny. It's so funny. Imagine Peter Smith interacting with that. It's yeah. fucking funny. That is funny. Yeah. Is it? Do you know what material is made? Is it heavier? Is it made out of like styrofoam? It's made out of wood. In styrofoam, cool. So it wouldn't. Were you gonna get it? To I don't know, <laughs> but I was just like, "We'll tell them we want it." Like we're done. And then I went to the other Life World board members and I was like, "Okay, can we do this?" And they immediately, like, we were all meeting that day, and we got in there with the measuring tape and we measured, and there was no way it could have fit. Um, can you take it apart? That's what I was saying. We would have figured it out, but then Will told me that he didn't reply to the email fast enough no and someone else got it fuck and it really pissed me off because I was like, "Dude, you're my guy on the inside. Yeah, this is my." way to yes. get this cool shit and you're not sending my email fast enough to yeah. get me the thing that i need do you have the status oh so it, it could have gone to will essentially it he gone to will. Will oh i see because you guys don't yet have because we're could, not a nonprofit. what what would will would do should be doing is just preemptively saying yes saying yes to yes. things that like yeah. i know this person in my life would want this, yes you know yes you know Yes. That's the kind of eye he's got to have. Damn, that would be totally. so Can you fire imagine? to have that. And then we have a Renaissance Festival themed stand up showcase. <laughs> imagine if we had Can that in here, Sam. So that would just be the living room. That would. We take out like <laughs> yeah. all the couches and everything, and then we just have a little, a little wench house, <laughs> a little pub. Instead so of a working sick. TV, yeah. that's what we have. So that's the level of curation that I'm interested in Cur- curating a, an ambient experience, but we didn't get it. Wow. Huh. Well, Sarah, Life World is looking pretty good, I think, every day. It looks good. It doesn't look good in the photos, though. Like, have you ever seen people, photos of people performing on the stage? It just, like, I think those yeah. curtains are mid. I yeah, the colors. Yeah, colors. yeah, the red, blue. Any good shows coming up? We got Ruben McAllister's doing a one-person show. That's going to nice. be sick. Um, we got this play called Even the Dogs that this guy Leo Hardman Hill is doing that's, like, going to have an orchestra on the stage and, like, someone on a ladder. And orchestra. it's the kind of thing that I'm, like, if... Uh, I was like outside of this world. I would come see that. So I'm trying to get people to. Yeah, I want to go see that. It's, yeah. it's funny that Kabe emailed you and, w- and wants to do another show. Yeah. So <laughs> you must. You made an impression on him. Yeah, you know? right. We got to get on the show. We got to be weird yeah. to him so that he'll put us in the show. Totally. Yeah. Would you want to play yourself? Of course. Of course. But I, I don't know if I'm weird enough. I need to like upset his life or I try to fuck his girlfriend and or I something. And I don't want to hurt him. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So. Yeah, Kaveh's coming back on the 21st. Well, did you see the latest episode mm. on Eternal Family? The latest episode of the show? Not is yet. It, are, are they all being released there? Well, I don't know if they're all being released there, but only one is out. And it makes sense because he sort of makes them... He doesn't make the whole season at once. He like... Has to make the episode yes. in order to make the next episode. Right. Yeah. So um, in this last one, he's really happy. It's all about how happy he is. Um, Why? Uh-oh. Because the show has made him happy. 
And he has a girlfriend that he loves. A new girlfriend, or it's still no, silly it's the cakes. Same. Um, was it? What did you call it? Silly cakes. That <laughs> That's her, her Instagram hand- handle. <laughs> yeah. Silly cakes. <laughs> no. Um, well, it's funny because she has asked to be not on the show. Not on the show, so her face is always blurred out and her name is bleeped. But you know, she's written articles about being his girlfriend and everything. Yes, and she's a huge fan of his. So that's funny. Then that given the opportunity to finally be at the center of the yeah. show, she's refusing. Maybe that's the move. In any case, uh, yeah, I don't know. We gotta, we gotta. So he's happy. So he's happy. That's it. And you know. Can you be happy and, you know, is it better to be sad to make good art? I, yeah, is it better to be know. sad? Is well, it? do you think? I mean, you know, when he was happy, I was like, okay, you got no problems now. Uh, How can I relate? Yeah, yeah. Back back in the old show, you're getting divorced, you're fucking up your life, now you're happy because of the show? Yeah. It, what, what was great about that show, too, is how much the show itself <laughs> was clearly fucking up his life and like Mm -hmm. create and exacerbating problems that he already had in his life yes and and so it was this like chaotic agent that was stepping on the gas of his terrible life and now it's making him happy yeah well he's he's shed all of the all of the excess yeah well it's funny it makes me think of and this is like an old observation because I haven't watched this in years, but this is what I remember thinking of watching Chris Gethard's career suicide stand-up special. And like the moral of the special is like that being sad doesn't make you make good art, but the whole special is based on his experience being sad, being sad and depressed and suicidal and from which he has rendered this whole hour of material. So it's like, well, maybe you got happy at the end so that you could get out of bed and get on stage and do it, but you were sad and yeah. that's what it's about. So mm. I, the irony of that isn't he, too obvious. He, but doesn't, he, he doesn't address that. that. He doesn't okay. acknowledge that. And so that bothered me about that. Well, yeah. you know, <coughs> there's a, f- a phrase that me and Sarah have now been saying all the time that we heard Kavi say on a podcast, oh, which is yeah. that failure, failure brings failure brings you closer, closer to God. God. I like that. <laughs> but, you know, he's not failing anymore. He's winning. So winning. Now he's far from God. <laughs> I but keep also, being far from God's kind of interesting, too. Yeah, maybe <laughs> he becomes like... Um, like the devil. Um... Sorry, I heard um, I heard a beeping noise, like a b- horn outside, and I thought it's a mosquito. <laughs> I'm PTSD. I know, Aww. dude, you're wacko on I that know. shit. Um, I think about the thing where he says about the he- heroic dose of mushrooms. Mm. That's the thing I keep talking about. What, what is that? That I think Timothy Leary said this, but like when you're doing a bunch of mushrooms, like. If you do a little bit, mushrooms are, are like going into a house of another world. Yeah. And if you do a little bit. A house of like another world. You go into just the foray of the house and you need to do like a bunch of milligrams of it in order to see the entire house. And that's called the heroic dose. And then and then he was like past like 40 milligrams or whatever. There's no more house to see. You've basically yeah. seen the whole house and doing more won't reveal more house to you. And I thought that was like an interesting metaphor. Uh, but as Carly bad bitch of the week pointed out, um, it's, it's a, it's a corny name for, 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 uh, the for heroic dose. dose is like, yeah. she said it was heroic like, dose. it's like the epic bacon dose. Or <laughs> 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 You're right. It is the epic That's bacon funny. dose. That's funny. 
but mushrooms are really in right now. Everyone's yeah. Doing them and talking about them. Yeah. And there's all new kinds of mushrooms you can buy at the supermarket now that are supposed to be good for your brain. Yeah. What do you mean mushrooms funny. in general, not just hallucinogenic mushrooms? Ho- psychedelic and also regular style mushrooms. Little shiitake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little portobello. Mm-hmm. I got some mushrooms in the fridge. Might make an omelet later. Okay, nice. Yeah. Well, apparently some are supposed to be really good for your brain. They're like the new superfood. The new superfood. Yeah. <sighs> it used to be kale. Kale was really hip in like the 2010s. It, is then it Brussels bad for you now? Brussels sprouts. No, it's still good for it's you. No, kale's bad what for about you. But quinoa. Quinoa had a thing. It's funny how food is like clothing. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. it goes through like yeah. uh, times where it's like in vogue and out yeah. of vogue. Yeah, it's funny. I feel um, uninterested in doing in doing drugs at this time of my life, and and it feels great. It's extremely peaceful to like just be like, hmm, I don't think that's the answer to the question that I'm asking. Maybe some other time, but yeah, yeah. I've never done mushrooms. I don't know if I ever will. Yeah, mm. you you <laughs> you should, man. You think I'd I was freak about out. to say you shouldn't? <laughs> but I think I think you should try it. No, I think mm. I maybe someday maybe would be cool. I think I'm just too afraid. Mm. I've talked about this, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> I just got a text from someone saying, hey, I love the stream. Who's the comedian Sarah was talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Who texted you that? Name their name. Oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to say. That's funny. I mean, well, I would, it wouldn't be really. It's not I anything wish I knew, against them. But right now, yeah. I'm like the v- voice like of the viewer. podcast. I'm yeah. so out of the know. I need to sign up to the Patreon. That's the person that. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no nothing would be bad about saying who it is, but for so now that now I now that I haven't said it, yeah, I don't <laughs> want to say it. It's too late. <laughs> yeah, um, it's just funny. There just becomes things in the the comedy scene where it's like the certain people that are getting booked all the time, and I think a lot of times it's based on the people who like really deliver consistent performances and like make people laugh. But then other times it just seems a little. That's just a person that's getting booked. Like you start seeing the name on the flyer, yeah, people just have a moment all the time, and you have a moment, and then either you can ascend that moment and like make become, a television, you show. make a television show, <laughs> or you kind of get thrown back in the pile. And yeah, yeah and good luck another, to you. Yeah, good luck and to it's you. Done. Yeah, your time in the sun is over. Yeah, I need to pee. You can go pee. Do we have anything else? Uh, we got eight minutes. Um, no, well, because also we got eight minutes, oh, but we, we started, started late, late. So we started late. Do we have any more coffee? Um. You want to go check? Uh, check. Probably I'll not. Check. I you think I used all of it. Okay, let's see. I'll vamp. <coughs> so if you're in the chat, sound off. We're getting uh, Tay Bun says, Rip Papa Sondheim is true. Steven Sondheim died. I've always been a big fan of the Sweeney Todd musical. I know it pretty well. I've seen it many times, seen the movie many times. I saw it live once. Um, the movie with Johnny Depp. It's a, it's a really good musical. Very, very... I think show tunes... My my dad and my <laughs> I can't sister. This is what you're vamping about. My l- dad and my sister love show tunes. They love musicals, and I've never met someone in the outside world who's. I rarely meet people who think that they're cool, but I do think they're. My dad and my sister have explained to me what's what's cool and interesting about musicals and show tunes, and especially Stephen Sondheim. Mm. Pretty sophisticated music that he was yeah. writing, and and pretty interesting. Um, you know, not corny, lame, like interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. That's kind of, it's a hard one because I definitely respect it. I know there's a lot there and I can imagine a world in which I had gotten into that stuff and like really cared about it. But just given that I didn't, it all feels a little inscrutable. 
musicals are like kind of hard to access because I don't imagine ever becoming someone that's just like listening to the album from a musical that I never saw. I know, that's <laughs> like, wild, yeah. <laughs> um, so it all makes it just a little bit out of reach. I did watch, there's this great documentary about... Um, <laughs> the American Idiot musical? <laughs> um, I think it's Merrily We Roll Along. Uh, and like a, it's a musical that Sondheim wrote that they cast all these like teenagers in, like young Jason Alexander's in it, and a couple other people who later became famous, and then a couple a bunch of people that you've never heard of. And it's so it's all like people between the ages of like thirteen and seventeen putting this musical together in um, the eighties, uh, and it's a huge bomb. Oh really? Yeah, and everyone who's in it was like so excited. This is going to be like the life changer. They're going to be in the debut. Broadway, new Sondheim, like original cast, original cast album. And why is it a bomb? Is the writing bad or does the performance go poorly? Well, they decide to like, all the characters in the musical are supposed to be old, old people, but they have young people play them. And that choice creatively like didn't work for people. And like, for some reason, the songs, it just like didn't connect and take off in the way. And Sondheim's written a bunch of stuff that hasn't been popular. He's written so much stuff that there's like, epic legendary hits and there's also bad stuff and sure. this is one of the things although people like this musical now but they didn't like it then and so um some of the teenagers in it are like yeah it kind of like ruined my life no <laughs> like, yeah oh, no. no you can't and let it get you down it's funny because they're bringing all these people back because they made this documentary recently and like jason alexander comes back and they go to the theater where the show was and and do the whole thing and so you have these people who are like yeah it ruined my life and you have jason alexander who's like yeah that was funny wasn't it what a no. random oh, thing oh he's totally not on the same page yeah like, he's not on the same page he's he like does he even like sympathize with the other people i can't like, remember yeah, if i could he... see how it was bad for you yeah i have no recollection of him like really being sympathetic he doesn't seem unlikable in the documentary but he's just like so on another tip he's like you know you just gotta pick yourself up dust your shoulders off and like no. keep on going that's <laughs> the truth that's winter that's mindset the truth. that's the winter mindset and that's, that's why you won that's killer mindset yeah. <laughs> playing an old person as a young person was actually just what i needed yeah <laughs> me yeah, but it's funny, uh, and it really made me sad for those people. And like, yeah, I don't know. It it occurred to me this this occurred to me recently where like <clears throat> a lot of being an actor and being a famous actor is choosing the right performances to be in, mm. which is a thing that Isn't like that funny? I never never occurred to me as a something you have to do as an yeah. actor. But you have to be like a real strategist yeah. about what roles you say yes and no to because like your entire fame and like. D- uh, audience favorability like is based on the kinds of projects the project. you, Even though you have nothing to do with the element of the writing you're just yes. a hired gun yeah totally so it's a re- it's a real gamble and someone was telling me they were like not me I, this was a podcast i was listening to <laughs> <Someone> was <laughs> they're like, my friends they were talking to me God. wow yeah. embarrassing but uh, but they were like leonardo dicaprio's choice of projects to be in is really is really spot on I mm. thought, oh, well, I don't know. You only choose to be in like Martin Scorsese films <laughs> or something. But uh, anyways, but, yeah. I, but it occurred to me. I was like, wow, that's a that's a part of acting that I never, never mm. thought of. You're like that's a curator. Funny. Apply yeah. that to um, choosing whether or not to be in people's random videos in Brooklyn. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Ask you to be that's in stuff. Right. Tell me about it. Yeah. I say no, mostly with producing people's stuff or otherwise helping, to almost nothing. Because usually I think it's fun to do. Um, so I'm happy to do it. But sometimes someone asks you to do something and you're like, oh, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I can... I can promote that on my Instagram <laughs> when it comes out. Well, I think at first you can't say no to anything. 
That's true. I mean, I don't know if you feel that way where you're like grinding as a producer. I, I feel like people... Oh, yeah, you shouldn't say no. Yeah. Well, but if you also if you're like if you're trying to be in people's videos or whatever, if you're trying to do shit. Yeah. Also I'm sorry, no, keep going. No, that's all. But I also get the sense that being a producer is like a hot commodity, like a lot of people need, sure, need thankless. that. So yeah. you're, it's not like a thing that you're like competing with a lot of people. To no, do. yeah. I was also just going to add as a caveat, if you're listening to this and I said no to doing something with you, I don't say no to stuff just because I don't like it. I've been saying no to a lot of stuff recently because it's kind of consuming my whole life to yeah. work on other people's things. And it really does take a lot of energy. And that it makes me feel old to feel that way. But more and more as I get older, the more I'm like, oh, no, my time is limited. My yeah. energy is limited. I can't do everything just because it sounds like fun. But that makes me sad. I think that's totally fine. So you, you hear that? If you're a, a little 11-year-old and you listen to this podcast and you're yeah, trying to you think you can you do whatever you want. grow up and become uh, famous among a group of 25 <laughs> friends in the Brooklyn comedy <laughs> scene... Uh, you know, yeah. become a producer because it's a hot commodity. We've learned that. Yeah. And learn how to say no to stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but it's hard. It's hard when someone sends you a script for something and you read it and you're like, mm. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Well, the thing that's easy to say no to, which I now almost, I, I, I do it like as a rubber stamp is like pl- being in people's plays. Mm. Um, because that the rehearsal process is usually like really really intense. It's not like doing a movie where people are just showing up. Well, you're up. talking about comedy plays. You're not talking about like um, off Broadway. Yeah. No, I'm I'm talking about plays. Plays. How many times you get asked to be on plays though? Like it's I happened guess I like, remember th- like three or four times in mm, the past yeah. year, maybe. I remember the one play you were in. Yes, That's but this was well now. We've actually now reached a moment in Raisin Man where I want to talk about something and I'm like, I shouldn't mention the names mm. of these people because yeah. it would get it w- I worry it would get me in hot water. That's funny on the podcast because it's like we, we enter these new territories and immediately as you start talking, all the names are in my head. And I'm like, is he going to say? Do you know what it specific? is? I, I can just think of different people that are in this universe that you could be specific and commentary on. It's actually yeah. not. Well, I'll say this. It's actually not comedy people. Ah, word. It's, uh, yeah, something. I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. wait for the podcast to be over so we can ask him who these people are. really get talking yeah. and connect with each other. I know. And actually, yeah, actually have a conversation about something that's real. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. We're down to five years. And if you're the five years... Thanks for staying through. We always break through at the final. The people who stay get a reward because at the final moments is when we really kind of pop off. Yeah. I feel tired today. I was at the Alex G concert last night. Uh, how was that? It was went late. It was wonderful. And it was funny. It, I I really don't like care about seeing live music and I never buy tickets to concerts, but I'm, Alex G is probably my favorite musician and I know all the music. And uh, just seeing him on the stage in person moved me in a way that felt wow. corny but i couldn't help it i was moved i was like oh my god there he is and it kind of blew my mind to see him there because i was like okay here's someone who's like shredding hard but these songs he like wrote alone in his room and then most people have engaged with them by like an mp3 file like straight into your ear and then to actually see the guy up there play the music is pretty crazy it's not a level one thought but i was i was very moved by yeah. it yeah yeah and it also, like, Alex G was someone who I listened to a lot in college because he's from Philly, and I was in, went to college in Philly. And it reminded me of the stuff that I was talking about on my stand-up set last week. And so it, there was a synergy. It made me cry. 
Yeah. Well, I've never really done that too much in my life is like go to a famous person's like concert yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. It's I'd not my hobby. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to go to like a Playboy Cardi show or something. Mm. Like that would be a cool experience. It'll be fun. We yeah. should do it. Well, we're seeing a show this Friday. Arthur. Arthur. Where? Do you know where it is? Maybe people can... One, f- one four, five Broadway. I'm a big fan of this band. They rock. They were on like my my Spotify most listened to. Wow. So you should go see Arthur. And I think their Instagram is Arthur.beneficial. And, and Drake, number one on my Spotify list, is also playing there too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wait. Speaking of, you know, I, had th- I don't know if I talked to you about this, but so there's this video of Anya Taylor-Joy. Uh-huh. You know who she is? Mm-hmm. She's yes. in Queen's Gambit. and yes. uh, Big eyes. Big eyes. Yes. Big s- eyes that are far apart. And I knew she was from Argentina, but in this video, she's talking about like tarot and crystals and stuff she likes. In Spanish, she's like quite Argentinian. Really? Like she speaks. I mean, I, I have... What does that mean? Well, all I mean is that she just sounds really Argentinian. And I have a lot of... Um, uh, complexes about my accent in Spanish that I think people in Argentina can tell I'm not from there. Not not because I have like, not because I can't pronounce the sounds, but like my cadence um, is not you know the. He I, sounds weird. I sound weird. You sound like an old country for no men. Uh, old men. Old country for uh, no men. Old country <laughs> That's for right. no. You sound like you, <laughs> <laughs> sound like you don't. You're not from anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, What's sh- the most you've ever lost? Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, but she has a perfect, you know, porteño cadence. She sounds from, like, she's one from Buenos Aires. And I was really jealous, and I looked up this video. She moved to Argentina when she was eight. And I, I mean, from Argentina when she was eight. And I moved when I was nine. So So I should have one. I should be speaking better. And I was like, damn. focus on a lot of other things. But then also I thought, damn, we have this thing in common. Maybe she could be my girlfriend. (laughs) <laughs> wow, that's a great thought. Yeah, yeah, no one's ever thought that about her. Yeah. yeah. No, but everybody who like everybody likes her, right? But I share with her this really something really specific. That's experience. very specific. I should DM her. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny there are there are the the mechanism in yourself for like nailing accents is like different than the mechanism for like nailing a language or you know, there it's like funny that people can be like good at accents, but they're like you know, well, it's funny. Reason or another, they only speak one language. You or know, something like that. I haven't. The problem is that the Argentine accent in Spanish, because it's sort of how I speak, I have a hard time identifying or imitating the accent. Like when I was in France, I would listen to people and I would imitate their accent, and I could, for a short period of time, imitate like a perfect French accent as a game. Like once yes. I'm start, once I start to speak and have to form sentences, that kind of goes away because I have to focus on the sentences but I could do it and in, in English too I can like if I sit down and I listen to someone in the next and I can imitate it but with Argentine Spanish because it's the language that I grew up speaking like I can't it's not like another accent to imitate mm. it's like mm. I, it's too close to how I already speak that I I kind of have a hard time imitating it if that makes any sense mm-hmm. mm. that's interesting yeah and Felipe talks like this. I talk like this. <laughs> help me. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody help. Yeah, that's funny. It makes I'm not good at accents. And my half of my family 
lives in Louisiana and Georgia, they have really strong accents and oh. also really specific accents. Like the ones who are from Georgia have a Georgia accent and the ones that are from Louisiana have a Louisiana accent. Can you do it? No. And I can't <laughs> even like totally hear the difference between them. But then other people can sense the difference. And like if someone does an impression of the different ones, like one after another after another, I can hear it. But when I hear someone in my family talking, it's just like that's just what their voice sounds like. Yeah. When you when I recorded your voice for the museum thing, you do like like a mid Atlantic accent mm, in it. And that's I funny. thought, well, that's where Sarah's from. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, and I never What's identified. What's the mid Atlantic accent? Is it like the Baltimore accent? Yeah, it's the Baltimore area accent. I'm trying to think of what the line is in the thing. I'm trying to recall it. We should, yeah. I'll play it for I you. I want to go into the, look at the other room. Yeah, yeah. What is the lines in that video? Yeah, I can't remember. But it w- You started on, riffing, and I remember like playing it over again and finding the right snippets, and I was like, wow, you have like a thick mid-Atlantic That's accent. Funny. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I really can't hear them. I Yeah, I don't know, but... The Argentinian thing. I wish that I wish that you could have the accent that you wanted Me because too, I know. what do you, what what would you be called if you had it? You'd be a portobello. Exactly, <laughs> I'd be a portobello. <laughs> <laughs> the portobello guy. <laughs> uh, that's cute. Um, I think it's funny because I remember seeing this video of you from college. With oh, doing Caroline an accent. Doing like yeah. a southern accent, and it's yeah. really funny. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's funny, but it's not a specific one. It's just a general no. southern accent. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, I don't know. I've I never seen you do something like that. No. Other than that video. No, I definitely don't. I, there's something like embarrassing to me about doing that kind of thing. It makes me think of, um, I once heard this interview with, uh, what's his name? Anthony Jeselnik, where he talks about he took a stand-up comedy class, which blew, blows my mind that Anthony Jeselnik would have done that <laughs> route <laughs> to becoming a comedian. And he said that like in the class, his first time he ever had to do a share, he like did a bit where he uh, acted out like getting attacked by bees and um, he bombed so hard in front of his class that he was like, I will never do like an act out again. And if you watch Anthony's stand-up, he just stands in front of the mic and speaks in a deadpan voice and delivers one-liners. And I think that's funny because I feel similarly of like early on, like when I was much younger, I maybe did like crazier stuff on stage and it would go badly and I'd be like, never again. Yes. Humiliating. Yeah. Never again. Well, and the act out is like a window into the soul. Yeah. <laughs> You're really burying yourself <laughs> to the yeah. audience. <laughs> it has to feel... I think there are people... I think that people do comedy the way they talk to their friends, kind of. Like, whatever comes naturally to you, the way that you would tell a story to your friends is how you're going to best do uh-huh. comedy, yeah. I, I tend to think. And with an act out, like, you can tell when people are doing it, like, smoothly. They go right into the act out. They describe the thing, and then they just do it, and there's no transition. It's just like a... And then you can tell when people are like, I've prepared this act out. Yeah. I say the description, yes. and now the act out begins. Yeah. And it never oh. looks good. You oh. can always tell that moment of, like, I'm about to get a little bit silly. Like yeah. yeah sucks. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. For an audience of five people at 1130, like no one wants to see the act out, but you're like doing it as if you're at a, like a, yeah, a group of your yeah. friends and you're like yeah. nailing, you have their rapt attention. Yeah. yeah. So funny. that transition from description to act out is so difficult <laughs> yeah. to, to, to bridge. <laughs> I've always been anti, like I, I don't, Act outs really hard were really hard for me, but then recently I like did one, and it really worked. Oh yeah, what was it? I don't know. It was like at a mic. I pretended to stupid. I don't even want to describe it. Word. But well, I'll say Anna Saragina is like oh, of the clown world, and she's great at doing 
act outs. She just like when she performs, I remember the first time I ever saw her, she did this long bit about like taking the mic out of the mic stand and then I guess it isn't really an act out, but it's just being physical on stage and using the mic stand as a rest for her finger and just <laughs> putting her finger in it and then just like making a whole bit out of doing that and like that kind of physical stuff that I never would do and I, I think it's awesome. Which is an act out of wearing a really big hat that That's she's not wearing. So funny because Carolyn has described to me that resting thing. But she described it to me so quickly that I never understood what it... She was like, I'm going to use this for, as a rest. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but now you're, I'm like, oh, she's using it as a rest for her finger. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the perfect shape. Yeah, it's true. Now I get that yeah. bit. So. We got nine viewers now. Oh, well, what do they want to... What did you guys... What do you want us to... Um, we what are you not getting out of this that yeah. you want to squeeze out of us in this last couple of minutes? Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything. I'm, I was like, I was like, what it would be that mood to get into where you're like, because once we turn everything off, then we start talking about real shit. And I was like, could we get into that mood in the podcast? Like, actually, just. I think you gotta bear yourself. Like, you know how Kave says that thing where like. He's like, someone asked him, how do you get people to be so honest? And he's like, well, when you put them in a dark room with just them and the camera, it's easy f to forget that it's going to be seen by everybody mm. in the world. Maybe we should be in a darker room. Yeah. And I think the chat is reminds yeah. us. And also that we're holding microphones. And stuff. Yeah. You yeah. Right, you have headphones on. <laughs> like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and it's also eight in the morning, which is a time we never would be talking to yeah, each Absolutely other. not. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle in the chat, I just woke up. Could y'all just do one more hour? Yeah, yeah, sure thing. I would love to. Well, sometimes Sarah gets in a mood where she really wants to go off on stuff. Yeah. And, and the, the laptop closes and we stop recording. Oh, last oh week I did God. too <laughs> long. Went off about a person that I had been seeing that I really needed to say a bunch of stuff about. Oh, that's and, right. And then after that. Oh, I that, wish you could talk about that. Oh, I, I wish, wish there was a world funny. where I you could I talked about just... it in my stand-up. You can come see it a it's little bit. It's true, but, uh, <laughs> but not the full. But this yeah. person, <laughs> it would be so it's doing funny. the thing with my finger. Yeah, it's funny. It and I'm so fire. Yeah. And then I invited commentary onto that relationship by another strange person who's kind of like that person that I was Wait. seeing. That I was texting you about that I was talking to this guy. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes, 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 yes. Um, so it's a whole house of mirrors about this person. Damn. But uh, can't talk about it. Can't talk about it. I got <laughs> STI tested yesterday. That rules. And? And Are you, uh, HIV came back negative. Nice. I they huh, I, bet, the I bet that's wrong. <laughs> no, it's right. I bet that's wrong. I I um they've updated the technology so you can know right away. You don't need to wait twenty minutes yeah. anymore. They they put it in a little shot. They, they prick your finger, put the blood into in a, a shot little, glass, and then they drink yeah, it. Yeah, I it's funny. I made that joke to him, and he laughed like no one had ever made it before, wow. and I felt special. That's very um, special. And so that was negative. But the funny thing was. I went on a I went on a date with someone this past weekend and we were going we were in my bedroom and she was like I don't have sex with anyone unless they've been tested within a month. And we were going to have like a sex with condoms. Mm. And and I thought, okay. So we're, we'll get tested. It's a it's a an intense rule, you know, like yeah. I think I get tested once every 10 years <laughs> no like more frequently than that but definitely not every month i don't have a lifestyle where i need to get tested like every month um yeah but then i went to this free place and she was there in the line in the back of the line so i 
get up and I'm in line in the exact same spot as her. Like I'm right behind her in wow. line. So wow. we basically had like another date. At That's this so funny. And you were like, now you can't say I didn't get tested because you saw me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. That's so funny that she was there. Yes. Yeah. That it also reminds me of a joke that someone did at the Broadway Comedy Club about having sex during COVID, and the guy was making a joke about like, so, so having sex with someone during like peak COVID, and they wanted to wear like a mask during sex. Oh, it's obviously a fake story. Um, <laughs> they wanted to wear a mask during sex, but they didn't want to wear a condom. And the punchline was like, "I'd rather have your COVID than your life sentence," which is about getting you're getting pregnant. Y- oh, I thought it was about getting like herpes or HIV or something like. Oh, that's I th- what people. I don't use a condom to keep from getting pregnant. I would. I don't know. Well, maybe maybe so. I don't know. I yeah. don't know if people would. Interesting. So that's I, how I interpreted it. I interpreted it as pregnancy, but you could be you right. You can say in the chat. Yeah. It well, depends on whether or not this other person was taking some sort of birth, birth control, control or not. Yeah. And that was not in the joke text, so yeah. it's hard to know. <laughs> yeah. Hard to know. Don't hard make to that know. mistake, guys. Yeah, but to <laughs> me, I joke. heard that, and I was just like, this is what I'm talking about, but like a joke that's just like not inspired by anything. It's like, who is that joke for? Like, It's at the expense of people who have... STIs that are incurable and like it doesn't it's not an amusing observation for people having sex because it's an irreality like I don't believe the premise of the joke um uh, well yeah. why did you write that you wrote it just because you like put the math together this is what Seth Simons calls like comedy brain you're just like oh joking writing is a formula and if I can just arrange the pieces then that's a joke perfect joke it'll work and it does work on people because it sounds like a joke but there's nothing in there there's no it's just truth like a, yeah a total void and it's even negative if, it, if you interpret it the way that I did it's just mean well yeah. if you told that joke and you're listening you fucked up yeah you fucked up your joke sucks yeah we should finish because we're past we we're have to finish the time but uh, thank you so much for listening. If you listened, God forbid they hear another anecdote about our life. Huh? It's true. We should finish, guys. Yeah. All right, this is the the time in the contract. Uh, <laughs> that we've gone past what we've been allotted. Well, for. I mean, I do need. I have a. I have so much work. I got shit to do today. So to it's Christmas, folks. I, d- I have nothing to do. I want to keep doing this. No, 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 no. <laughs> You've got a lot to do. Everyone, no. be, go be with your families and have a great day. All right, guys. Have a good day. Raisin Man Arena.